Our first message this afternoon is from Pastor Steve Andrews. It is entitled, Blessed. Get rid of all these extra things here. I hope that um, everyone had an enjoyable Thanksgiving that you got more than enough to eat. <laughs> I know that I did. Um, our family is large, and so consequently, everybody makes something and then adds some more and then adds some more, and so consequently, we always have a lot of extra to eat, and it's always enjoyable. Um, I hope also that as you were gathered together, whatever it was that you were doing this Thanksgiving. Some like to watch football, others like to just gather together to eat, do things on Thanksgiving. Um, I hope that, <clears throat> that you thought a little bit about how blessed we truly are in this nation. Because one of the things that we, I think we forget, especially when we see all the bounty that we can get. We, we forget how truly, truly blessed that we are to live in this country, in this society, in this United States of America. Maybe more so than anywhere else in the world. I don't know there's other countries that uh, enjoy the bounty that we do. But definitely, we are definitely blessed. When Moses put together the what we call the book of Deuteronomy now, as he was giving the final encouragement. I hope some of that <laughs> rubbed off onto the, uh, to the Israelites at that time. He was, <clears throat> excuse me, and I hope I don't get all choked up over this. He spent six verses encouraging them about the blessings that they would have if they followed God. And we're going to read that in a minute. And I wanted to let you know that he also spent 52 verses telling them all the curses that would come if they ignored those first six verses. I want this to be a positive message today. I'm not going to go through all the, the curses today, even though we, we could do that, and we could even look at some of the things in America. But I, I really want us to focus on the fact that we truly are blessed. In, in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, in those first six verses, And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and to do all His commandments which I commanded you this day, that the Lord your God will set before you on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you shall hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle and the increase of your cattle and the flocks of your sheep. And blessed shall be your basket and your store. And blessed shall be you when you go in and come out and shall, uh, you shall, 
shall you be when you go out. Um, there's more verses here, actually, uh, that goes all the way down to verse, and I, I apologize, it's actually 15 verses, uh, verses, or 14 verses, verses 52 verses, that are positive, uh, are the, that are talking about blessings if they will follow the Lord. Uh, how many uh, do the shopping in your family? You know, have, have an opportunity to go to the store, do the shopping and doing that. How many of you have walked into to Walmart or Reesers or any of the stores and seen the shelves completely empty? I haven't. Maybe, maybe, uh, or maybe it was a natural disaster. Uh, just plain empty, huh? That's interesting. I, uh, to me, I've always just wondered. I walk in and I see the fruit. And the, and the vegetables just full. I see the um, aisle and aisle after food and food and food and food. And it reminds me of a story, and I've told this before, um, and I can't remember whether it was at the feast or whether it was just exactly where it was, but an individual was telling me that they had a visitor come to them and they were from one of the I think Russian company, uh, countries at that time. It was under the Russian um, envelope. It was many, many years ago. And I can't remember whether she had come as a, uh, a student or what, but she was here in the United States. And they had taken her to the store. And when she walked in and she looked at the bounty on the shelf, she was totally and completely overwhelmed. She went down to the floor. She was so overwhelmed. She says, I've never, I've never come into a store in which I have not had to wait, one, get in line to get something out of that store, like bread or something, or I've been in that store and there was very little in there to receive. So we are very, very much blessed in this country. Tremendous blessings that we have in this country. And, and it's just, just wonderful to, to, to see it. And David wrote about being blessed. And I love this psalm. For those of us that were in Worldwide, we sang it over and over again. Blessed and happy is the man. Psalm 1, it's a beautiful psalm. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the, seat of the scornful. This is Psalm 1, verse 1 through 3. I'm just going to work, well, actually 1 and 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his, his law does he meditate day and night. Now, sometimes we, when, we, when we read the Old Testament we, uh, and we see, blessed is the man, and maybe some of the, you ladies turn off, but we know that in Christ all receive this blessing. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll put that in there because I think that's important to understand that this blessing also comes to all of us, no matter who it is. And that's the reason why in Galatians the third chapter, Paul really emphasizes 
how important it is to understand that our blessings both in that come out of the Old Testament and the New Testament as we see come through the auspices of Jesus Christ. For as many, verse 27, chapter 3, of you as have been baptized in Christ have put on Christ. So he's talking to those of us who know that, who were baptized, who have put on Jesus Christ. And for those that might be wondering, coming to Christ, it's very important that you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. There are so many things, so many benefits that God holds out in His Word for those that accept Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. And here's two of them. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So God looks at us through Christ Jesus, doesn't He? He, he is the one that He looks through to see you and I. And if you be in Christ then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Isn't that interesting? Tying the New Testament into the Old Testament, as I said, we don't unhitch from this book. We keep this book because it is so important to understand. Blessed are we because we have accepted Christ as our personal Savior. Now, it's interesting also how Jesus tied blessings in in Matthew, the fifth chapter. As I was reading one time through this, that first psalm, I got to thinking, blessed? Blessed? Yes. Don't, didn't Jesus know the Scriptures? Of course He did. He understood the Scriptures. So could He read Psalm 1? Well, of course. And so what did he do? He amplified the blessed. He amplified it. And then, of course, went on and on with his law and his understanding and, and, and the amplification of the commandments. But I'd like to focus just quickly here on the first one, two, three, four, five verses in this. And then... I'll probably read the last 8 through 12 here. Um, number 8 through 12, uh, verses 8 through 12. But I want to show you that, and of course Lawrence was, um, I've said this before, he said, all right, we're going to do the Bible study. We're going to pick, blessed are. Okay, it's going to, we're going to go through all these on one Bible study. No, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> You're going to pick one and you're going to go through and you're going to explain in this Bible study through each one of these blessed. Because they are so full in the Old Testament and the New Testament. You can find so much to flesh these. Blessed are. So first of all, before we go that far, um, the word blessed in both cases, I'd like to, to, to do that if I can get this thing to function for me here. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't function real well, and I'll have to hurry because I don't want this to be um, a sermon. I'd like to, it's to continue to, to make it a split sermon. So let me go to, well, let's see, I'm right there. The word blessed in the Old Testament 
uh, is E. Sure, and uh, that's probably not pronounced right, but it means in Strong's Concordance, happiness, and it's only in the masculine plural construction as an interjection. How happy, blessed, or happy. So we see that it, it is happiness, it is blessedness, it's good, it's something wonderful and good. And so we, we go over here to Matthew, the fifth chapter, and look at verse 3, where it begins, Blessed are, a prolonged form of poetical makar, supremely blessed, supremely blessed, brethren. By extension, fortunate, fortunate well-off, blessed, happy. All of those things apply to this very word, which is a very wonderful series here in um, Jesus' um, instruction to his disciples, as we are. We are being instructed by Jesus just as they were. So blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So if you go back, <clears throat> some of you probably have some markers in your, the center of your Bible or something, and, and, and there may be two, three more scriptures there that point you back to different other scriptures. But I'm just going to go through the ones that I found and that I was uh, able to, to look at, and there'll be just one each as we go through this. But you can go ahead and you can do a, a, a research through this and you will see a bounty of both Old Testament and New Testament scriptures that fit each one of these blessed positions. Blessed are we. This, the, verse 1 of chapter 66 of Isaiah says, The heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you build to me? And where is the place of my rest? For those things have my hand made and all those things have been, says the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembles at my word. So you see how that matches. And yet there's more to that. And of course, you know David's prayer uh, of forgiveness in Psalm 51 and many other places. Verse 4 Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. You'll find that in Isaiah, the 61st chapter. Also very interesting. Uh, you might keep your hand in your Bible between that, which I will try to do also, so I'm not um, going back and forth. Psalm um, Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. We know who brought this. I know Jesus is the one that said this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening the prisons to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year. It's coming, brethren. This is something future. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn. To appoint to them that mourn in Zion. To give them Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the, for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. I tell you what, there's some beautiful words about being blessed 
in God's um, presence, in His presence that shines upon us through the Son, Jesus Christ. And you can read the rest of that. I won't, I won't go on and I'll read the rest, all of those. In, I, in Psalm 37, uh, let's go back to, actually, let's go back to uh, the, the uh, blessed attitudes here. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. In Isaiah, the, uh, actually, I missed one, didn't I? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Um, I did miss one. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Psalm 37. I could have got that out of order, but let's keep it in order, and let's do it that way. Sometimes missing one. Psalm 37, you're probably already there, and I can't read it from here, so I'll read it from here. <laughs> Verse 11. But the, ne- the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. One of the blessed things that we receive out of the Bible, which is a tremendous blessing when it's open to your eyes, is all of the things that are promised to those that follow God's way. You can go into Revelation 2 and 3, and you can look at all the promises that we will receive in the kingdom. But also the fact that we will be a part of those that will help bring about a restoration of the kingdom of God and a restoration of all that He wants to do on this earth and into the future and the future's future. We sing the 10,000 reasons and years and years into the future and we sing about all of the different things that God is going to, to do for His children. And it is a tremendous blessing to understand that, to comprehend it, and to have a, a grasp for it. Verse 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. We'll look at Isaiah, the 55th chapter, and we, we find verses 1 through 3. Ho, everyone that thirst, come you to the waters. And he that has no money, come you, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money, without price. Lawrence has mentioned this many times. We, we give away this word. We give the truth. We want them to come and to, to buy without a price the truth, the word of God. It, it is so precious. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which uh, satisfies not? Hearken diligently to me, and eat you that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you even the sure mercies of David. The blessings that we have are based on covenant promises that have come down through the ages. And like we read earlier, we are heirs, even through Christ, to the, the covenant promises of Abraham. And so we, we actually become um, heir owners 
of the words that are written. And so if you take them in and, and you uh, grasp them as part of yourself, you become an owner of those words and a, a believer in what God is moving you towards, which is the kingdom of God. So let's go back to verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Second Samuel. As I said, you get these one, one verse. And if I can find Second Samuel, it would be all right. <laughs> ah, there it is. Second Samuel 22 and verse 26. With the merciful you will show your mercy, yourself merciful. And with the upright man you will show yourself upright. And of course, in my Bible, then it references back to Matthew 5, verse 7. So that's how they, yeah, with the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. And with the upright, you will show yourself upright. We all want God's mercy, don't we? We all want to be forgiven of our sins. We all want to have uh, that. And so he's, Jesus' message to us is, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. We reciprocate, don't we? We reciprocate in those things. So, in verse 8 through 12, we're just going to read them. Blessed, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Who's going to make us pure? A Christ, I, you know. We see our own faults, our own sins, our own weaknesses, and we think, well, how in the world am I going to make it into the kingdom of God? But if you don't give up, if you continue in this way, and you always are thinking about those wonderful blessings, I brought this up. I was thinking about it. Sometimes in our life, what we fail to do is we fail to see, one, where God is working with us. That's too many books. And two, the blessings that we have. And three, sometimes the interventions throughout our Christian life that, we, that he, he saves us. I've, I've told stories about if I was 23 years old, I would have been, or 20, actually, 20 or 21, when I first came into the church and they had a... a Skiing party, I can't. Even, I think on Lake Hudson. I almost drowned. God was merciful, and He, He saved me. I, I know though there was a man came to God, but I could have drowned right there. He immediately saw me. All I did was shout one name, and He immediately saw me, and He was right there. But I was like in seven foot of water, and I was drowning. And I saw that. Many times. And so I count my blessings. I count the blessings that God has been merciful to me and has saved me. And I know one of these days he's going to allow me to die, just like everyone else. But in the meantime, I count those blessings. Count your blessings, brethren. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. 
And it will surprise you what the Lord has done in your life. Are you ever a burden with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Then start counting your blessings. Every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your blessings, and angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. I thought that was, as I was thinking about the last few scriptures here, I, I was thinking about that psalm, that psalm and how beautiful it seemed to fit in here. So, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets that were before you. So, let's go back to Psalm 1, and let's look at it again as we continue with that psalm. As I said, sometimes in my despair, I would actually sing that song that I had sung over and over again in Worldwide, and I had remembered how wonderful it was to think about the things that are are written in this particular psalm. He shall be like a tree, verse 3, planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Its leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. When we come into the kingdom, we're not going to... (laughs) As some have said, we're not going to play harps. We're actually going to be very active in the kingdom of God. And we are going to bear fruit just as the Spirit bears fruit today. We're going to be bearing fruit in the kingdom. I don't know what kind of fruit and how we're going to do it and what we're going to do, but we will be excited and energetic and powerful in the kingdom of God. And so I look forward to the day when those wonderful things come about and I am planted forever like a tree in that eternal, uh, beautiful, spiritual river and producing year after year after year for all eternity. Unfortunately, and of course you can lead, you can read those blessings again. Let me refer you to Revelation 2 and 3. We won't go through all those. We've done that many, many times. But you can really be strengthened by reading that and understanding how many gifts and wonderful things God is going to do. And he's not telling us all of the things he's going to do for us. Unfortunately, there are the ungodly. And sometimes I read this, and it's a little depressing to understand that people, some people will just not change. They will not overcome. They will not change their life. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the con- congregation of the righteous. 
For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And to back that up, we have Revelation, the 20th chapter, in which sometimes we read it and we're, we're discouraged because we know that there are some who will reject this way, who will reject the Holy Spirit, who will reject everything, and will, their lives will be ended. God mercifully ends their life in the, in the lake of fire, it's not like they have to writhe forever and ever. Uh, I remember one time, uh, Worldwide actually had a, a, a kind of a funny little uh, thing about hell, and and he had a little devil poking this guy in the, you know, in the ribs and the rear end, and the guy was, ah! you know, and the, he would be poking him, and it was uh, a little funny advertisement, but. That's not what happens. Beginning in verse 11, we find, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, and those face of the, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Books were opened. Another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those, that were, uh, uh, those things which were written in the books according to their works. Sea gave up the dead which were in it, the death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man, according to his works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, that is, the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. And they were burned up. It's not like they will live forever in torture, but they will be burned up, and that will be it. To finish up, I want to go back to the first, verse, first couple of verses in Psalm, the first chapter. Because, brethren, we truly are blessed. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. And we know that there can be so many things out there that want us to, to walk in that counsel. We are blessed if we don't walk in it, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, all of those things you kind of have to sort out, figure out what that means. But in his delight, uh, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his, his law does he meditate day and night. That is how we are truly blessed by God.